You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Oh, hey, what's up, Tiny? How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm doing just fine. I'm filled up <laughs> after a great church potluck and uh, ready to do a good podcast of high quality for everyone out there in podcast land um i will say this all denominations have their strong points but i would put like in a battle royale of potluck suppers i would put baptist southern baptist up against any other denomination there is as far as quality and content and quantity of food that we have you know i'm uh i'm filled up on fried chicken and ham and (laughs) casseroles and desserts galore so i mean yeah you don't have alcohol no yeah and you don't have gambling right you don't have dancing in church right but no other churches got anything on baptist potlucks i know i know (laughs) Uh, i mean i will say it is a little confusing that we'll call out certain sins but we're like hey gluttony's cool you know (laughs) we're we're fine with gluttony eat all you can come back and get a second helpings and I have an entire tray of ham I'm taking home to my family. We'll eat <laughs> off of for the rest of the week. So, um, you know, just want to say shout out to every all the ladies at Carroll's Creek Baptist <laughs> Church for your excellent cooking because I'm full and uh, ready to put on a quality podcast. You, you got any good stories this week? I do. I have a story about, man, I've got a story about a Florida deputy rescuing a teenager out of a tree. Oh, okay. That was uh, stuck up there from an alligator. Oh, okay. (laughs) An alligator chased him up the tree. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I got another Florida one on my end here. It's a DUI suspect claims his dog was driving the car. So (laughs) I'll tell you what, Ren 1010's getting out there. So Did he have a license? Oh, I don't know. Maybe so. (laughs) What do you got? This little tag you read on his collar. Like maybe it was a driver's license. But, uh. Well, what I wanted to start us off with here is uh, the fact that Facebook finds the Inde- Declaration of Independence to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't everything these days, John? Oh, yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> um, but Facebook's algorithms have ruled that parts of the U.S. Declaration of Independence are hate speech and removed excerpts of them posted to the platform. So, um in the run-up to Independence Day, which I hope everyone listening had the greatest 4th of July ever. We did at my house. We had a good one. Oh, yeah, buddy. We grilled out some kebabs with a Cajun curl. It was awesome. Absolutely. So I, I got a picture of it on my phone. I just forgot to post it up. I'll put it up here this week. Uh, but it says, in the run-up to Independence Day, a U.S. community paper based in Texas had been posting small daily chunks of the historical document on its Facebook page. Um. At issue was the part where it referred to merciless Indian savages. (laughs) Facebook uh, later apologized for taking it down and allowed uh, the posting. 
um, Liberty Content Vindicator, which is currently available in the EU, mm. had been sharing excerpts from America's founding documents to its Facebook page in an attempt to encourage historical literacy among its readers. Part 10 did not appear with a paper receiving a notice from Facebook saying that the post went against its standards on hate speech. So they had it taken down. I will say I've had a post taken down for hate, hate speech one time. Are you talking about uh, Indian savages? No, I was. I put something about uh, if, if the president had said something about my daughter that he had said about another lady that I would just punch him in the face. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I don't remember what it was, but they yeah they t- they sent me a note that it was flagged and taken down, and I was just purely doing it as a joke. I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, if he did something to my my family i might fight him you know you gotta be an honorable man and fight for your family yeah i know he's the president right he's not my family yeah right Right. yes i don't care who's president (laughs) so unless it's my family who's president (laughs) i've been through this before but uh their editor casey stennett wrote afterwards afterwards of the offering uh of the offending paragraph perhaps had thomas jefferson written it as native americans at a challenging stage of cultural development, that would have been better. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jefferson, like most British colonists of his day, did not hold an entirely friendly view of Native Americans. Well, that's true. They didn't. No, no. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, had their problems with them. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, Jefferson's no Andrew Jackson. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he it, it held no quarter. Uh, but anyways, the newspaper later confirmed that Facebook had had a change of heart and apologized. Um, it looks like we've made a mistake and removed something you posted on Facebook that didn't go against our community standards, the company told The Vindicator. We want to apologize and let you know that we've restored your content and removed any blocks on your account related to this incorrect action. And uh, later, Facebook issued a statement about the incident saying this post was removed by mistake and restored as soon as we looked into it. We process millions of reports each week, and sometimes we get things wrong. And I could understand that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I can't um, imagine having to police Facebook. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, this uh, it's got a, a, a blog post editor, so I don't know how much. But he makes a good point. His name's Kristen... Bersigi, Christian Bersigi, mm-hmm. said that a robot trained to spot politically incorrect language isn't smart enough to detect when that language is part of a historically significant document. And I think even when that historically significant document may be a little bit racist at a time. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. At, at, looking at it through today's lenses, yeah, certainly you don't want to use merciless Indian right. savages, you know. So. But in the context of when it was written, the prevailing mm-hmm. opinions of the day, that was probably, you know, commonplace, I guess, considering the colonists had a few run-ins with the Native Americans they over did. the years. So I know that uh, some of them were more welcoming than others. Some some tribes were not welcoming at all. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, it's just kind of funny that Facebook would take it down. <laughs> it really you <laughs> And, and, I guess, and it was like a group from the EU, so maybe yeah. it was like some British guy who still got a mat on about us leaving, <laughs> yeah, like reported it or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, yeah, take this, Dick Thomas Jefferson." Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, since we're on the subject, I mean, I would just like to first say that I have a ton of respect for the. Well, we're talking about. I know we we're talking about the the Declaration of Independence. I'm right. talking about the Constitution for sure. a minute. I love the Constitution, right? 
I think the Constitution has been amended, what, 26 times yes. over the years? Yeah. That's not a lot of amendments for what yeah, the for, country has done, what it's accomplished. I think it's yeah. probably, I think that document's probably gotten a oh. nation as close as as maybe we can get to utopia. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. We've done really well. Yeah. That, that said, it's not perfect. I no. know sometimes in 2018, you know, we like to look back and we right. kind of lionize and maybe. Maybe it's a mild form of ancestor worship, but we look at the founding fathers and think that they could do no wrong. Right. Truth be told, you know, talking about your slaves counting as three fifths of a vote. Right. You know, that's well, that's not that's definitely not right. You know, they weren't perfect. They were no. they were human, same as we yes. are today. I will say it is very difficult to judge history through the lens of today, you mm-hmm. know. Um, that doesn't excuse anything our founding fathers did or any of our ancestors, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the prevailing attitude that went into the language of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution was shared worldwide virtually, mm-hmm. you know, right. by everyone at that time. Now, mm-hmm. fortunately, we've progressed to where we are today where we can look at it and go, yeah, those guys were they were wrong they were for wrong. thinking that stuff. Right. Yes, but in that day, yeah, they uh, they held the same opinions as the vast majority of everyone else in the world, and so it's I feel it's, like there's it's slightly unfair to go. You guys should have think exactly like I do in 2018, right? When humanity hadn't progressed that far, you know, in its natural progression to where we are. I feel like there's a couple schools of thought. There are some people who want to just ignore all that and pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. And then there's another school of thought that wants to, you know, say, well, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that, you know, that, that doesn't count or that mm-hmm. it doesn't really say what you think it says right, because yeah. the founding fathers were perfect. Right. I think, you know, what was said is said and it needs to be taught because it is historically significant. And we need to learn, you know, we need to see our right. founding fathers as human, as right. flawed humans, same as we are today, and learn from it and get better and right. not excuse it. But at the same time, like, you know, like you were saying, you know, hey, they're they're flawed, same right. as we are today. Yes. Yeah. They were certainly. You can't be blocking it on Facebook. Right. Because, <laughs> because it was. Right. And really, like <laughs> the guy said, I mean, it was just a computer who went through and scanned some language and we're like, OK, this is hateful. We're taking it off. You know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like Mark Zuckerberg was like, take down the Declaration of Independence. You know, <laughs> yeah. I hate America or whatever. That wasn't the case. But it's just kind of funny because, you know, they will they'll take something like that. And people who, you know, love America, pro-America all the way. I got America, you know, people are like, I got America on everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to use it as Mark Zuckerberg hates America, you right. know, and really that's not the case. So right. Um, just a heads up to everybody out there. I don't think Zuckerberg hates America. He just <laughs> wants to know all of your inner thoughts and uh, <laughs> everything that you like. He and, wants to fix you. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> You're broken. <laughs> yes. He's not. And he wants to fix you. I mean, do you think he's a robot? I think he's like a cyborg or something. From the know? future? Yeah. I mean, Maybe. you saw him testify before Congress? Oh, yeah. like So weird. Have you ever watched Star Trek The Next Generation? Yes. I mean, here we go. Yes. I'm going to geek out a little right. bit. He looks like Data. Yeah. He has the right. same he does. facial expressions of have Commander you, Data. Have you seen the video of him talking about grilling meats and stuff? No. Oh. I need oh, to look that up. You got to look it up. It's the... 
um, I think the kids say cringy, you know, it's so cringy because he's like, I'm just out here grilling meats. I you have, think we would get taken down on Facebook if I put that in I the don't podcast. Know, you should <laughs> because it is precious. I mean, you look at this guy and you're like, man, you don't know anything about grilling. He seems so unnatural doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a grillmeister in any stretch of the imagination. But, but as men, I, we all like to pretend like we're yeah. going to at least try. Right. Well, know? if I fired up the web, webcam and was talking about grilling meats, I would sound a hundred percent more authentic <laughs> than what he was. It was almost like it was like his programmers were like, "We need to make Zuckerberg seem a little more manly. Let's let's do a video of him talking about grilling meats." And yeah. Oh, it's so funny! It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, you need to check that out. Like you need uh, three point two ounces of salt. <laughs> well, he's like, I got the big green egg fired up, and I have some chicken. And some beef. We're going to be grilling meats today. Oh, it's so bizarre, man. You got to check it out. Everyone listen. put the grill on the meat until yes. it is it's red right. in the middle. Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's so funny, man. It's like his programmers are trying to give him a little more humanity. And they failed. Right. Yes. No. So Zuckerberg, yeah. I don't think he's out to get America, but he's definitely a cyborg robot type. <laughs> AI. That's why he's for AI. Here to assim- assimilate you. Yes, right. Yeah. But he's going to be, he's going to rule us all one day. <laughs> Next story here. Kim Jong-un said he's never heard Elton John's Rocket Man, so Trump reportedly sent him an autographed CD. Oh, wow. All right. That's nice of Trump. <laughs> a harmless gift or a careless insult? That's the question on the internet's mind after President Trump reportedly sent a CD containing Elton John's classic song, Rocket Man, to North Korea as a gift for the country's leader, Kim Jong-un. Uh, if you remember, yes. this kind of harkens back to the their little tit-for-tat thing they had going on Twitter <laughs> before the... You know, the meeting that they had and all this stuff. Right. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo touched down North Korea on Friday to fill in some details on the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, which Kim agreed to during his summit with Trump last month. Upon his arrival, however, Pompeo met with questions about a reported gift from Trump to Kim, an Elton John CD containing Rocket Man autographed by the president, which that's kind of funny. He gave him... A CD of Elton John, but he autographed it himself, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's kind of humorous. The Chosun Ebo, a top newspaper in South Korea, reported that Pompeo was instructed to give the CD to Kim as a reflection of Trump's expectations that Kim will follow through on the pledges they agreed upon at the summit. <laughs> <laughs> Before the two leaders civilly met in Singapore, Trump and Kim took turns exchanging insults. Trump's favorite for Kim seemed to be the little rocket man. He repeatedly used the term to describe the authoritarian leader on Twitter. During their visit, Trump reportedly discussed the famous song with Kim. According to the Chosun Ebo, the paper quoted a diplomatic source saying that the president asked Kim if he had ever heard Rocket Man, and Kim (laughs) said no. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm trying to imagine what this conversation was like. Was right. Like, hey, remember when I was calling you a right. little rocket man? You ever heard Rocket Man? You ever heard it? You knew what I was talking about, right? It's the best. Yeah. That song was huge, I huge love, in America. I love Elton John. <laughs> I love him. Love everything about him. <laughs> Everybody knows. Greatest singer. Yeah, greatest singer, greatest <laughs> piano player of all time. On Friday, Pompeo laughed off reporters' questions about the CD, neither confirming or denying its existence and no other media outlet has confirmed the gift. 
Twitter, however, was quick to make Rocket Man and Elton John trending on the internet despite no U.S. confirmation of the gift. Their reactions were mixed, but most people found the gift to be a joking matter, especially William Shatner. While some thought the president should have gifted Shatner's 1978 spoken word cover of the song to the North Korean leader, <laughs> the Star Trek actor was fine with John's original version being given. So, oh, well, thanks, Shatner. <laughs> apparently, some for your people blessing. On, on Twitter were saying Trump should have given him. I, I know the version they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I would have went with the original too. She packed my bags mm-hmm. free flight. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> Shatner's just a weird dude anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I think to me, that's really funny. Now, did it say in there, I read, it may have not been in that article or somewhere else, that it wasn't the most well-received gift that we've ever <laughs> given a foreign nation. Yeah. But to me, well, it's, it's a CD. Yeah, so right. he's probably thinking, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Right. <laughs> you know? North Korea is on eight-track technology. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was thinking of MP3s, but yeah, you're right. He's you know? <laughs> like, "What is this?" Yeah, what is this newfangled thing? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me talking when I got a tape deck in my car. <laughs> <laughs> he told him to listen to it, and he like holds the CD yes. up to his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, that's probably brand new technology for them yeah. over there. <laughs> though John, is talking about Elton John here, though John hasn't said anything, many of his fans chimed in on his behalf, thinking he'd disapprove of the gift, while others simply thought the whole idea of Trump autographed Rocket Man CD was hilarious. So, I mean, agree. I agree. You need to let Elton John speak for himself, okay? Yeah, I know right. you're his fans, and maybe you think you know what he would say, right. but a man can speak for himself. Yeah. You know, I think he may be like, look, I, if I can play a small part in the denuclearization of North Korea, then that's fine with me. You know? Yeah. But then again, he may be like, don't be handing my music out, dude. They do have a quote from Elton John up here, not about the gift, but oh. this is when he was asked about Trump earlier. He says, uh, I, this is back when he was campaigning and he was using some of Elton John's music as right. rallies. Yeah. And, and he said, I don't really want my music to be involved in anything to do with the American election campaign. I'm British, the singer told The Guardian that year. I've met Donald Trump and he was very nice to me. It's nothing personal. His political views are his own. Mine are very different. I'm not a Republican in a million years. Wow. Well, what about two million, John? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean... I, I get, I I can get his position there too. You know, yeah. you don't want to alienate anybody from buying your records, so you don't want to tie yourself to either side. Although it seems like a lot of artists will tie themselves to one side or the other, but it's smart guy. Yeah, you know, right. he wants to. He's he's like, look, I make music for everybody. Yeah, I disagree with his. I disagree with his political views. Yeah. He's very nice to me. Yeah, he's right. a nice guy. Nice, yeah, know? nice dude. No problems with him. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty funny that that Trump would send that over there. I think it's pretty cool of him. But you know, may not be if you're trying to uh, uh, bring peace peace to the Korean Peninsula. I don't know that sending out Elton John CDs reminding him about the time he was calling when I was making fun of you on Twitter. Remember that time I was making fun of you? Everybody thought that. Everyone thought that was funny. It's the greatest joke. I got only the best jokes. <laughs> only the best jokes. So. Only the best insults. Yes, right. I'm a counterpuncher. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say, you know, that hopefully, he's like, you know, I heard Kim called me an old fat man or something, and I would never talk about him being... No, he's. I remember that. He said, and th- again, this isn't the quote. Yeah. Hey, somebody out there, if you know what it is, write it in. Yeah. I'd love to see it right. exactly. But it was something like... 
he called Trump dumb, stupid, or something, yeah, and right. then he was like, I'd well, never "That's call not him very nice." I wouldn't. Yeah, I would never call him fat. Right. But he was like, <laughs> he was like, "I hope one day we get to be good friends." And now they're like shaking hands and exchanging yeah. mixtapes. So, yeah, <laughs> mixtapes. I think that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, okay. Quick question: What would Kim Jong Un? What, what song would he give Trump ooh, if he was? Uh, ooh. I don't know. I would love to say Bad Company by the rock band Bad Company. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that would be a good one. Uh, I was thinking maybe I'm turning Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. That's way better than mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We should come up with that. We should put that in the Facebook group yeah, and let people should. just comment with like Kim Jong's mixtape for Donald. <laughs> yeah. You know? See what people come up yeah, with. Let's put it together. Yeah, we can, so. we can put a playlist up on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, all our fans out there, put it up in the Facebook group. We're putting together a mixtape. The Kim Jong <laughs> Kim Jong Un's right. mixtape for President Donald yeah. Trump. Yes, I think Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla would be on there too. That's got to be one <laughs> yeah. on there. Probably the most solid Blue Oyster Oyster Cult song, in my opinion. Although everybody loves "Don't Fear the Reaper," especially since the Saturday Night Live skit, but. <laughs> but godzilla's pretty great so yeah. uh i'm gonna call an audible now i got a new story Uh-oh. that i found this morning i hadn't even told you about it yet it, it didn't make it um this is from fox news uh footage from mcdonald's attack shows woman slamming teen employee into fryer <laughs> oh snap oh yeah yeah no Um, New details have emerged concerning last week's assault of a 17-year-old McDonald's employee in Wisconsin. So, just say that they got problems up in Wisconsin just like we do down here in Alabama. I think of people in Wisconsin being laid back for some reason. Yeah, right. I mean, just eating cheese and chilling out, you know? (laughs) Not this time. Um, The Glendale Police Department has charged a 19-year-old woman identified as DeBreka Jones with disorderly conduct and physical abuse of a child in connection with the incident, Fox 6 News reports. Police say Jones may also face felony assault charges over the incident. Jones had become angry over getting the wrong breakfast order. She wanted Mm. a bacon breakfast sandwich, but instead received a sausage biscuit, leading her to assault the employee working behind the counter, according to a criminal complaint. The incident originally took place on the morning of March 18th, so this has been a little while. It's been a while. Yeah. After the suspect and her friend pulled through the drive-thru window at McDonald's and placed a breakfast order for the bacon sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. The customer was mistakenly provided with the wrong food. Happens. It's I happened, think it happened to all happened of us. It's happened to us all yeah. at some point. Uh, but however, it soon turned violent. What the uh, what the explicative is this, uh, <laughs> Miss Jones said. I didn't order no sausage biscuits, said the woman, who threw the food back at the drive through operator. A McDonald's manager reportedly gave Jones a new sandwich, uh, though she and her friend returned to the restaurant, this time entering the dining area and continued to berate the manager, claiming her order was still wrong. The manager then provided her a refund, according to Fox 6 Now. So that's what, yeah. that's, hey, that's all you can do. That's, we're, we're, that should be the end of it. Yes. You know? Okay. Please well, leave. Miss DeBreka here, Miss Jones was, she was angry. All right. <laughs> and uh, she needed the Snickers. The she was su- not herself. Right. 
The suspect, still angry, walked behind the counter while continuing to argue with the manager where she ended up shoving a 17-year-old female employee into a fry station. Oh, my. What'd she do? I don't know. She's just cooking fries. Uh, In footage of the incident, the employee can be seen getting knocked backward and hitting her head before slumping to the ground. She was later transported to a hospital in Milwaukee for evaluation. The Glendale Police Department later announced on Facebook that they had apprehended the suspect thanks to dozens of tips provided from the public. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. I mean, look, we've all had the wrong order. Everybody yes. has. We had, I, I will say You know this, what I do in yeah. that situation? Now, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. Maybe it is better to be assertive sometimes, right. but yeah. a lot of times I'm just thankful and right. I eat it because hey, I know I'll there's take, yeah. I know there's people in Africa who they didn't even get right. to eat today. Well, I'll so see. if I got to eat sausage, I usually eat sausage right. anyway. But you know, let's just say I got a bacon biscuit. Yeah. I'd be like, well, Lord, thank you for this bacon yeah. biscuit because I could be mm-hmm. not eating anything. You know, I don't I don't want to blaspheme, but I've gotten the wrong order at Chick Fil A before, so. <laughs> Um, it happens. I mean, yeah. and even I, at Chick-fil-A, right, a, a good friend of mine owns several McDonald's. Uh-huh. And when I was in the restaurant business, I went down during a lunch and I watched them do so much business in an hour span, more than I would do in a week. Mm-hmm. They, they did. And the fact that they can give you an order, you know, in a reasonable amount of time without you having to get out of your car is nothing short of a miracle. Okay. And they're making minimum wage, by the way. Right. Yes. Right. That's they're, another thing I try to keep in mind. Yeah. Right. I mean, when, when you, you know, you give your order and the person on the other end is just like, that's right. Drive to the window. <laughs> yes. Please. Right. Yeah. They're I try to think day. to myself, you know what? It's hard to get excited yeah. about giving me a right. six piece kids happy meal yeah, right. like, three times a week. Yes. And, and the and, fact that DeBreco was just hollering at you because <laughs> yeah. whoever bagged up the order, you know, and put my the wrong wife, sandwich God in love there. her. If she gets, if she, if we don't get the ranch dipping sauce, she's upset. Oh, she's yeah? ready to go back in. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I mean, if we're headed home, I'm like, we've got, we got ranch, we've at, home. Got ranch yeah. at home. We'll be okay. Right. Yes. Well, having been hollered at several times by customers <laughs> in my life because yeah. people will holler at you. people get very touchy about their food you yeah. know and i've had i've been cussed out because tomatoes were on a sandwich and i'm like look well, no that's inexcusable john you should well, repent i'm like look i will make you another one i'm sorry the guy who made your sandwich back here was up all night drinking and probably <laughs> probably took no less than five bong rips before he came in to work you know i'm sorry that's what he's we're having a little trouble getting the lead yeah. out but we're gonna fix the problem you know and i apologize and everything's gonna be cool and people will just cuss you like it's you know like nothing else so yeah. My feelings have – you can't hurt my feelings anymore. Once people cuss you out over $6, you know, like it's – you got you just took gold bullion from their family or whatever. Yeah. They treat you like trash and you don't even know them. You, you kind of learn. But I would just say to everyone, let, let's just be cool to the people at McDonald's. Here's, right? a, here's a very quick life tip for everybody out there. Life tips from Tiny. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I like that. This will be a segment. <laughs> yeah. We should do that. If you're one of these people who gets super upset over every little wrong thing that goes on in your life and you feel like nobody cares, the mm-hmm. reason they don't care is probably because you're always upset. Yeah, right. The ones who get taken seriously are the ones who are happy, who are right. chill all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. When they get upset, everybody sits up and pays attention because they're thinking, okay, something is for real wrong here. Well, and I'll say this. I've had stuff wrong with my orders before. Um, The most recent time uh, was at Taco Bell because I love authentic Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) And they had like left something out of our order, whatever. 
And uh, so I went back inside. I was completely cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, here's my receipt. Here's my bag. I didn't get. Love you your know, food. Right. Yeah. I didn't get. Love my, the dollar menu. My two way. tacos. And I need them because that was what my son was going to eat. You know, mm-hmm. take your time. No rush. Anything like that. Yeah. Man, they hooked me up. And I feel like it was because I went in and I was cool with them. Yeah. You know, if I would have went in hollering and everything else, then that would have just made the problem worse. So I was just like, hey, you I might have even gotten a little bit of a. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little something, something right. taco. Yes. All right. Now, I will say, I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, I never saw anyone in my restaurant ever mess with anybody's food in any bad way. All right? Never. I wouldn't have allowed that because mm-hmm. I'm a decent human being. But not everyone is like me. Okay? And there's a lot of restaurants. A lot and of restaurants. And there's a lot of different people who right. work at all these different well, restaurants. And you when, never know. Yeah, if I get fired for spitting a loogie in your taco, I can go over here to Arby's and get hired <laughs> and start working there for the same amount of money. So who cares, right? Exactly. So I'll do whatever I want to to you. But I, I never would have allowed that going on. I, I would have. I would have done horrible things to that person i would try to ruin their life if one of my employees had done that to somebody right but it's not that hard to do okay yeah. now i did load a dude sandwich up with a lot of onions one time because he's really mean to me and he was on a date <laughs> yeah. and i was just like well, i'm you're getting a lot of onions i'm gonna see you try to make out with this girl after you eat this sandwich <laughs> so that's the worst i ever did to anybody but hey well even that that was almost more of a punishment to her yeah right true <laughs> well yeah i mean you never know what he had planned for the end of the night so he's got to brush some teeth real well <laughs> But yeah, I'm just saying to everyone, all right. We're just going to have to settle for a little rock band. Yeah. We, <laughs> and maybe some Call of Duty. We, uh, we all have had bad experiences at the drive-thru, okay? You are not unique in that. Everyone that's ever been through a drive-thru has had that problem. Don't go. And it's not personal. Yeah, that's not assault they, somebody. They don't care any less about your order than they do the next right. person. Yes. They, they loathe all right. of your orders right. equally. And I will say... It sounds like DeBreka, Miss DeBreka Jones here, did what you're supposed to do, which is check the bag before you drive off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. This is not right, but don't go hurling food back in the window. You know, just <laughs> like, Hey, look, you, you gave me a sausage biscuit. I ordered a bacon biscuit. Here's my receipt. What do we need to do to fix this, please? And they'll probably say, Hey, pull up. We'll bring you out. And they'll probably, if you're cool, bring you out two biscuits just for your trouble, yeah. you know? But if you go throwing stuff in there and shoving people into the fry station. I hope whoever that was didn't get seriously hurt. <laughs> Me too. Because, Me too. you know, that would be terrible. Right. Well, I mean, DeBreka here's got some problems. Yes, she you does. Know, she's getting, she may be charged with a felony all over a biscuit. You yeah. know, like, how does that play inside the joint? They're <laughs> like, what you in for? Like, well, McDonald's messed up my order and I shoved, shoved a teenager down back in the kitchen. I remember when my son, he's he's still young, he's eight now, but when he was five and we were first starting to, he was getting to that age where you can't chase him around constantly anymore because he's now faster than right, he always yeah. is, way yes. more energy. Yes. And we got, you know, a camp, we're starting to have campfires in the fall mm-hmm. and we had this long discussion about how you can't be, you know, jumping around, you can't go running around trying to jump over campfires. Right. I Google image searched burn victims oh, and nice. showed them to my son. Because nice. I was like, you don't want to end up looking like this person. Yes. You know? Right. Because and God bless, I hope this person is, is doing well, but <laughs> he's going to look like that for yeah. the rest of his life. He's going to look like Red Skull for the rest of his life because he wasn't careful around a campfire. This is what happens when you mess <laughs> around hope, at a campfire. I hope that the that the teenager working at McDonald's is not going to have to look like Red Skull <laughs> right, because true. this lady didn't get her order. That's ridiculous. Well, were you like, hey, come here, Eli. 
like, look at all these burn victims. Look at this is what happens if you mess around with the campfire. All right, stand back and we'll put this gasoline on this on this pile of brush and light it up. Yes. If we had this conversation today, I would just show him my leg and I would say, See, now, now this is what happened. This, this was my leg. <laughs> I did this, this. could have been my face. <laughs> right. I did this to show you. <laughs> this is how much I love you. I burn my, I set myself on fire because I don't want you to have to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, since we're talking about uh, some pretty gruesome stuff here, um, I'm not quite sure how to feel about this next story. I don't, because, I mean, there there was a, a fatality that's coming up. Oh. But part of me, I mean, okay, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that someone passed away, but I'm just going to read the article and I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions. Nigerian healer killed in her bulletproof charm test. Okay. (laughs) A self-styled traditional healer in Nigeria has died after one of his clients tested his bulletproof charms on him. Wow. Chinatsa Anzoewi, 26 was killed after instructing the man to shoot him as he was wearing the charms around his neck. Police in the country's southeastern uh, IMO state said, I don't know what IMO, EMO maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, say the client has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Charms are popular in Nigeria where traditional healers are consulted for cures of various ailments. But there have been several reports of people being killed after testing, quote, bulletproof charms and medicines. <laughs> a young man had gone to the healer to prepare bulletproof charms for him, which the native doctor did, a villager told the Punch newspaper. To prove the efficacy of the new charms, he, position, he positioned and handed over a gun to his customer. Tragedy struck. In January, a traditional medicine seller was arrested after a man drank a bullet-repealing liquid and then was shot dead. The seller in northwestern Nigeria reportedly assured the man that he could not die if he was shot. And uh, apparently it, it, it didn't work out. Yeah, for him. that's what you call a backfire right there. <laughs> so, I mean, any of our anyone out there in Nigeria listening yeah. to this, don't we're spend your one, money. We're number one podcast in Nigeria. <laughs> yes. yes. We're just, look, we're, we're telling you as your friends, yeah. don't spend your money on no, bulletproof charms. No, not at all. You know. Yeah. That's, unless that charm is made out of AR-500 steel. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, or Kevlar. Kevlar. It's probably not bulletproof. Yeah, and no. even if it is bulletproof, you don't want to test it out because you never know what's right. going to happen. Well, what you, you know? do is you put that bulletproof charm around your dog's neck. <laughs> All right. No, and no. Better yet, your cat's neck. Yeah, okay. All <laughs> Sorry, right. John. That's fine. I like both. I'm not like I said. I don't. Well, I got to pick between cats and dogs. I, why can't I like both of them? Yeah. All right. But yeah, you put around your pet. Let's just go pet. You may have a bird. You know, I don't know. And uh, and you shoot and see if it works. So yeah. and once it doesn't, then you're like, well, you know, I might want to give my money back. <laughs> Let me go in for a refund on this one. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm not going to be testing out any bulletproof charms. No, not but at all. if I am going to spend some money on a bulletproof charm, it better be a vest, and it better be made right. out of yeah. AR-500 steel or some Kevlar. Well, I would just say, hey, Mr. Witch Doctor, you know, I'm going <laughs> to need I'm gonna need to get some cash back on this thing. But here's the thing. Like, I mean, it says in the article that it was the healer himself who handed the gun to his client. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was like, hey, it works. Just, you know, try yeah, it out. Just try it on out. <laughs> 
That's some confidence in your product. Yeah. As a sales manager, that's the kind of salesman you want right there. You know? <laughs> well, he definitely believes in his. That's right. He believes, he believes in what, in what he's, he's selling. selling. Yes. I mean, that's huge. That goes a long way in the selling. You got to know what your, what your product is. You got to believe in it. Otherwise, you're not going to be an effective salesman. So, oh, man. Uh, moving along to Florida here. Um, we have the Florida DUI suspect claims his dog was driving his car, not him. So, <laughs> Um, this is a short article. It's from Port St. Lucille, Florida, which I'm not really sure where Port St. Lucille is, but it's in Florida and everything's weird in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Florida I man. I love Florida. Oh, yeah. I do. I love Florida, too. <laughs> because it's weird. It's it's really weird. You know, it's, yeah. it's like a mixture of the South. You know, like you, the panhandle part of Florida is really right. like southern Alabama. You mm-hmm. know, so you got a lot of rednecks there. It's just in a beautiful part of the country. Right. Yeah. They got know? great shoreline you know mm-hmm. and then from some of the s- nicest mobile home trailer park oh, you'll yeah. ever see oh yeah you're right <laughs> and then uh when you get down into like the, the southern part of florida. southern part of florida you got like a mixture of retirees from up north you got the cuban population mm-hmm. who came in and still rednecks so <laughs> they're, they're like, still there <laughs> and it's just like uh, an amazing mixture that causes great things to happen so <laughs> Um, a Florida man has raised the bar when it comes to the old, the dog ate my homework excuse. <laughs> but let me stop right here. And I want to read you some more Florida related headlines that are in this, uh, in, in this article here mm-hmm. from uh local 10.com. Yes. Uh, drunk Florida mom leaves child in keys bar <laughs> oh, no. and man drinks beer during DUI, DUI stop. So, <laughs> <laughs> They ask him to see if he can walk a straight line, and he's like, hold my beer. He's like, here, let me shotgun this one real hard. Hold my beer. (laughs) Uh, Scott Garrett was pulled over for driving erratically on I-95 outside Port St. Lucie last month, according to the smoking gun. When officers detected the smell of alcohol coming from the car, Garrett claimed he wasn't driving the car. His dog was. (laughs) Sounds legit. (laughs) Right. However, the excuse didn't fool anyone as his red, very glassy and bloodshot eyes and the bottle of alcohol in the passenger seat uh, pretty much gave him away. Oh, and there was no actual dog in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he was invisible. That's right. (laughs) Garrett asked officers for a ride home and instead they gave him a ride to jail where he was charged with drunk driving. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm. Got to give him an A for effort trying to get out of this. Oh, no, my dog was driving. But uh, you got to need to at least have a dog in the car. Hi there. Oh, yes. My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. World. Unless he was driving. That's right. So, yes, anyways, uh, poor old Mr. Garrett here is now facing a DUI charge. And uh, who knows where his dog is. So, and dog is... Definitely not the best driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of that article. Maybe the dog was uh, driving under the influence as well. That's right. That's why he got pulled over. But I just feel like my dog jumped out of the window. Y'all didn't see. <laughs> he was driving. <laughs> but I'm sure the dude was still sitting behind the wheel and everything because <laughs> they ever, said the bottle was yeah. in the passenger seat. Yeah. You ever seen Ernest Scared Stupid? Oh, no, I haven't. I'm a fan of the Ernest articles. Oh, my though. goodness. There's a part in the movie where his dog rimshot is driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest is fighting the troll. 
Oh, it wow. Just, it just made me think of okay. that. Okay. I love the Ernest movies. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a cartoon, like a Garfield cartoon came on in the morning on Saturday uh-huh. mornings, and Ernest came on after it, you mm-hmm. know, and he had like a 30-minute show or whatever. Right. It's one of the funniest television ever. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to go look that up on. I will say uh, uh, I will say some of his movies kind of lost their luster towards oh, yeah. the end. I mean, he made a bunch of them. I only know about the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> But I his first one were gold. Yeah, they were. And they were. were done on such a budget, too. Yes, right. I know. He's funny, dude. Jim yeah. Varney is his name. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a funny guy. So super and the fun. world is a sadder place without him. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And uh, he played a villain in some movie, too, I watched. I don't remember what it was. Really? Yeah. I don't remember, though. Huh. I need to look it up. I'll find it. Was it Ernest Goes to Jail? Because he actually had two parts in that movie. He Maybe was, that's uh, what I'm thinking of. I don't he know. was Ernest, but then there yeah. was the dude on the death row that looked exactly like Maybe him. that was he, it. They played the switcheroo. So, okay. he could, so they, Ernest was in jail. They thought yeah. it was him, and then he was out. Yeah, I think you know, that, hitting on maybe the that was manager. Yeah. I don't know. It was back in my drinking days. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I that got was where they, they put him in the electric chair to execute him, but they only made him stronger <laughs> when he got lightning powers. Right. <laughs> he was able to break out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fatally shoots alligator with his AR-15, rescues teen that it had chased up a tree. Oh, wow. So, I would just like to say this... Uh, That's this, a coon hunting alligator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Florida deputy was able to rescue a teenage girl who had been cornered in a tree by a large alligator by shooting it with his duty rifle. Wow. Jordan Broderick, 15, was stuck in a tree in Lake County for nearly an hour on Friday afternoon because a 10-foot alligator sat on the ground below hissing at her, the Sun-Sentinel reported, citing a sheriff's office report. So already, and that's a bad situation to be in. I mean, I can't imagine it's comfortable being stuck up in a tree, and then you're up there for an hour. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like a a cartoon show. (laughs) It's like Bugs Bunny, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this this is the 911 call. My daughter's stuck in a friggin' tree. <laughs> There's gators <laughs> surrounding her. Roderick's mother reportedly told a 911 dispatcher, <laughs> OMG, please hurry, please hurry. <laughs> I, I, I feel like she really got the, yeah. she really got the message across there. Yeah. She was yeah. crystal clear. emergency, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deputy Mitch Blackman to the rescue. He responded to the scene where he found the teen who had been swimming in a creek in Akala National Forest, yelling... That she was tired from hanging onto a tree branch for so long. Wow. So I'm guessing like... Could she, you not get up there and sit on it? I get, well, I mean, if it was up to me, I know I wouldn't be able to get up there. Yeah, I got you. But at the same time, I couldn't have held onto a tree branch for an hour. So I guess me and that gator would have just had to go mono and yeah, mono and I see who so won. You know? Depending on how big the gator is, I, I like my chances against the gator. I was about to say, if we're on the, if we're on the ground... I think I got yeah. decent yeah. chances. In the water, it's yeah. going to be tough. But, I mean, if it's like four foot, 
Yeah, yeah. If it's smaller than me, you know, I don't want to get with no one. I, I feel <laughs> like I might get. Well, this was a 10 foot gator. Oh, so. that was 10. Foot. I, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. So <laughs> that's like Godzilla size. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would run from that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could whoop a 10 foot. But then again, if you, you see get like, with his mouth shut, yeah. you got pretty good. Cause he, I was gonna say, you I was see gonna say like they a, can bite down, but opening their jaws, yeah. the muscles aren't right. that strong. Yeah, so if that. you can, if you can get him with his mouth closed or you can get him to, Bite down on a tree branch or something because he's an idiot. Yeah. You know, you, you have a decent shot. You don't want to get in that death roll with him. <laughs> no, though. no, yeah, no. That's you don't want to take news. him on in the water. If, you, if you're going to take one on, it better yeah, be on better land. Get out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're in my house now. No, that's right. <laughs> you're up here where I am. And I have thumbs and weapons. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Blackman wrote in his report that his presence failed to scare the alligator away and it began encroaching on my area. At which time I fired one single uh, two-two-three round from my bushmaster, killing the alligator. The, <laughs> and 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 what's the what's the question you always hear for liberals? What do you need that for? That's right. Apparently, you exactly. need that for ten-foot alligators. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> the alligator reportedly sank into the water and didn't resurface. Uh, authorities said the county marine biologist confirmed that the alligator was dead. Sergeant Fred Jones told the news outlet that July is a dangerous time to be near alligators as they become more aggressive and territorial as their mating season continues to come closer and closer and closer. I'm the same so, way during mating season. <laughs> yeah. At my house, it's always mating season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like it for to be in my house, but... For some reason, I don't know. It's just not all the time. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I man, a ten foot gator it would run me up a tree. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. can see that. I feel like I might get outrun one. You know, for a short distance. Yeah, I got some pretty good burst speed, but I well, can't now I'll keep say, it up. Yeah, I'm I'm a big dude. Yeah, and I'm not climbing no trees, and I'm not. So you just I gonna mean, square up? But I, I might, a better might, shot with him. I might be able to outrun him again if it's on land. Yeah, I might. I might could outrun an alligator. Right again on land. I wonder what the top speed of but, an alligator is. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, what's the what's the top speed of an alligator on the land? I feel like they're not that quick on land. I mean, they got those short little stubby legs. Let's see, twenty miles per hour. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I'm oh, just no, gonna have oh, to... I'm sorry. This is maximum in the water. Oh, I yeah. said, how okay. fast can they run on land? On land, right? That was part of my question. Um, Come on, Google, get your crap together. How fast can alligators run? Um, here we go. Uh, however, even with their heavy bodies and slow metabolisms, alligators are capable of short bursts of speed that can exceed 30 miles per hour. This yeah, speed I'm just is have typically to seen the when the alligator is lunging after prey on the bank of the water, not running across large areas of land. So, hmm. I mean, if we get on a good dry stretch, I'd like to do it. I, I'd I'd race one <laughs> if we could set it up. I'll <laughs> yeah. race one. You know, I mean, you put like a fence yeah. in between us or whatever, and put a stake down on the end. Of I would stand there with a, an AR-15 and <laughs> guard you in case he got, yes. in case well, he got a little that. close. <laughs> Who's got an alligator like in their pond? They've moved back up, you know, this way. There's been more and oh, more yeah. alligators. I, 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 saw. Was, I saw something on the internet. Well, I, I know it's the internet, and everything <laughs> on the internet's true. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Cahaba River, which is not mm-hmm. but what about a maybe forty miles from here? Yeah, maybe forty miles. Yeah. I, I've they're you know they're supposedly they're in, up in the Cahaba yeah. you know I've seen uh, in the summer months allegedly pictures of them on the Warrior River here in town Black yeah. Warrior River it's yeah. Warrior River here in Walker County when it gets Tuscaloosa <laughs> County it's Black Warrior it's confusing but same river so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so 
Yeah, I don't know. Alligators are coming back. There was one in a pond out in Mount Vernon in Fayette for a while. So, oh, I knew the guy who, uh, what was his name? Matthew Brock. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. his parents' house. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them. Right. Yeah, they we, went to my. I went to church with them. Okay, we'd ride by and look at it, you know, every once yeah, in a while yeah. or whatever. I'm like, oh, who's that? Because you don't see it. You back then, you didn't see alligators. I think, I think his name was Myrtle. They named okay. it Myrtle, and eventually they caught it. Right. They gave it to the zoo. Didn't Blake it, like, kept catch he it? He did. Yeah. yeah, it was Blake and Shout Joey out to Blake. and yeah. Shout oh, out man. to all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Good crew of dudes right there. <laughs> I think they gave it to the zoo and then it like ran amok and tore up the alligator exhibit. <laughs> like eating other alligators. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, we, our goldfish dive while we were going on vacation. Uh-huh. Um, we had gotten this goldfish. We had two goldfish. And we got this one the kids wanted at a fair. Mm-hmm. And we brought it home and put it in the tank with the other goldfish. And that goldfish ran roughshod <laughs> over our pet store-bought goldfish. Yeah. It was like a fair raise, you know, like smoking a cigarette and got a switchblade. <laughs> and it killed those other two goldfish. Drifting the, 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 the pet store goldfish out yeah, of all its money. Exactly. I mean, it was like, so you could tell. Like scamming him. It was like, I've been in prison my whole life. I I don't know how to act another way. So it ate the other goldfish, killed them, yeah. and it finally passed away. It lived for forever. Those things will live a long time if you keep feeding them. I well, it was out. a carny goldfish. Yeah, right. You know, it was I from mean, the, it's like the, the, it's the the rough the other side of the tracks. I would feed it, you know, like a little bit of fish food and drop a pack of cigs in once a week for it, and it was good to go. <laughs> So that was probably what Myrtle was. Just <laughs> it'd been out in a while pending for itself. <laughs> yeah. Those those zoo crocs weren't ready or alligators weren't ready. Um next we got a story from our friends up north in Canada. Uh a naked man driving Canada post truck crashes multi oh, okay. I'm gonna start this over again. Next we got a story from our neighbors up north in Canada. Um, it's about a naked man driving a Canadian post truck, and he causes a multi-vehicle crash on Crowchild Trail. I'm sure everyone's familiar <laughs> where Crowchild Trail is. Um, it's not known if the driver is an employee of the Postal Service or if the vehicle was stolen. Uh, rush hour traffic on Crowchild Trail was disrupted Wednesday afternoon when a naked man driving a Canadian post truck hit several vehicles before running into a convenience store. According to Calgary Police, the call came in shortly before 5 p.m. when several people reported the Canadian Post vehicle driving erratically along Crowchild Trail south of Glenmore Trail. The vehicle allegedly struck up to eight vehicles before the driver exited the Canadian Postman truck and went into a nearby convenience store. The driver is described as a white male in his mid-twenties, and he was... Excuse me. He was not wearing any clothing. <laughs> a little bit of that potluck oh, coming no. back. <laughs> the man was taken into custody soon after exiting the convenience store, and EMS were called to assess his condition. It is not known whether the driver is an employee of the Canadian Post or whether the vehicle was stolen. Despite traffic snarls caused by the crash, the disrobed disturbance seemed to bring some levity to people on social media oh, no. on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Sandy Ferguson tweeted, well, that's one way to deliver the mail with a picture of the guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would say that's, uh, that's a special delivery when you got a naked postman. <laughs> um, and let's see, on Reddit, somebody said, uh, naked mail delivery, beat that Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I would think if you're naked in a post truck, 
Um, <laughs> you're probably not an employee of the Postal Service, <laughs> but if you are, you've had a really bad day. So, um, Well, I remember when I was a kid, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, maybe you do, is it... I heard it was a law. You have to wear shoes, like actual shoes, to drive a car. I've always heard that. I don't know if it's true or not. But now I don't know if it's if it's a law that you have to wear, <laughs> to wear pants. Clothes. Right? Yeah. So, well, I, I know. know. I think, and I, I'm not a lawyer, so don't use this as legal advice to anyone listening. Yeah, call Joey Hokett for that. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> attorney at law. <laughs> attorney at law. Uh, that uh, anything that you do in your car is considered in the public mm-hmm. so um because you know you have windows and people can see in right. or whatever and you're on roads so i would imagine riding naked would be an <laughs> offense so um but yeah i don't know you know i saw a cops episode one time where they pulled a guy over and he had lingerie on <laughs> i love cops. was he going was he going to like a castle <laughs> <laughs> well he didn't want to pull over at first so he yeah. like called 911 and was like look i'm not dressed appropriately <laughs> yeah. i was on a, i was on a way to my to my friend's house or whatever and oh, well, they were like well you need to pull over and and he had on lingerie so and yeah <laughs> i think he had been taking some drugs or something but right. I, I love cops by the way uh one of the greatest tv shows in the history of the world <laughs> can't really watch to- it now because i got kids you know <laughs> and i'm not trying to expose them to the dregs of society but i love it so that guy was trying to get to a Rocky Horror Picture Show viewing. Yes, that's right. That's what I would have went with. Yeah, no, I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's cool. It's cool, man. I'm just a big film buff. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Let's yeah. do the crime once again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I haven't watched that in a while. That's uh, I think I've watched it once when yeah. I was uh, in my teens, and I haven't... Just yeah. me personally, hey, if you love it, good for you. Right. If you want to, you know, get out there and squirt the mustard and ketchup in the air and do all that crazy right. stuff, good for you. Yeah. It's just not my thing. They used to do a showing of it at the Bama Theater and people would dress up and go. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was never my thing either. Yeah. You know, I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's kind of entertaining. Good for, I don't, good for y'all. <laughs> I, I've reached the level in my life where I can... I, I can critique a movie. Like every movie I've ever watched in my life, I've been like, well, that was entertaining. Or, well, it wasn't. And I can't go, well, you're you just know. strictly thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, kind right. Of I'm a thumbs up. I can't be like, well, the subtle overtones of the storyline, you know, that, you know, I just can't do that. Yeah. So I, maybe I don't catch everything in the movie I'm supposed to. But I went through a phase in my early 20s where I, you know, thought I could, I thought I was smart enough to be a film critic. And right. then I realized that I wasn't because I was trying to, legitimately like give an intellectual critique to right. like spider-man you know <laughs> it was at that point i realized you know what just just enjoy the movie yeah, that's how i am I, and i'll say this uh i don't want to offend any of you film guys out there because i don't know the difference between a movie and a film by the way too but people who are serious about movies call them films right. for some reason but I think a lot of what you guys, when you do your little critique stuff, you're just making it up. You know, like, I don't, I, you're just making stuff up. And I'm on to you. I don't, I just want to let you know that I'm on to your game. And you figured out a way to get paid doing it, or you got a movie blog or a movie podcast or whatever. And that's cool. I'm glad. Good for you. But I know what you're doing. You're just making it up as you go. You like watch a movie. You're like, oh, well, the way she sighed at the end of the scene showed that she had past regret for things that happened, you know, in prior. Are, you know yeah. what and i'm just like yeah that's a bunch of bs man she just sighed because she's breathing yeah. you know 
the banana was a symbolic yeah, right. representation of her angst at being yeah, exactly. recently divorced and not having a right. husband. Right now, man, they just had to put something <laughs> on the table, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I'm on to y'all. I, I got, I'm on. I'm calling you out right now. I mean, I'm glad it's worked out for you, but I know what you do. So, Well, while we're talking about films, yeah. uh, here we go right here. Michigan Library slams Fifty Shades censor who deliberately hid the movies. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. So a library has Fifty Shades for rent or whatever? You know, okay, uh, here a few years back, um, at the time, this was before I started building tires, I was working this job where you you had a lot of downtime waiting on presses to open and close. And as long as you were doing your job, you could read. And yeah. I, you know, I couldn't just go out and buy a new book every week, so right. I went and... You know, I got, the library. I dusted off my library card from when I was a kid and went and <laughs> it wasn't good anymore. I had to get a new one and I started checking out books. And it was then that I realized that um, your public library, it does not just have books. There's a ton of movies there. Mm-hmm. It's like an old school 90s blockbuster up in there now. <laughs> so tip to all these college kids who, you know, you don't yeah. have a lot of money. Don't, you know, you, hey, get you a library card. You can go rent some DVDs. Yeah, you know? get your DVD of it. And if you live in Michigan... Apparently, you can go to the library and hadn't hit it. You can go watch Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> All right. A Michigan library is refusing to be dominated by censorship. I'll see, okay. what, see what they did there. Yes, I see. <laughs> Fifty Shades films are now being displayed at the Berkeley Public Library after someone apparently hid the copies of it, <laughs> which <laughs> I feel like they were trying to do them a favor. Yeah, yeah. The last film in the series, 2018's Fifty Shades Freed, disappeared. Library director Matt Church, <laughs> it's kind of funny his last name's Church right. there, told Fox News, adding that the movie had vanished a total of four times. Well, maybe the library was just taking it home yes, and watching it. Barn. I got you. <laughs> he said librarians went back and looked at the older copies in the series, the 2015 movie Fifty Shades of Grey and the 2017 sequel Fifty Shades Darker, only to find that they were gone too. Hmm. So the plot thickens. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's already a deeper plot than the actual movies. <laughs> I'm not familiar with them. I haven't watched the movie. Have you seen the movies? No, I have not seen I mean, the movies. I, I, I know you can't. You may I've not only, be at liberty to say. I've only read the books. Have <laughs> you seen the movies? Wink twice. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I will. Let me just brag on my wife right now. Yeah. You know, because every woman, or not every woman, but a lot of yeah. women are reading it. My wife's a nurse, so it works with a lot of women. The book was getting passed around. She brought it home. I didn't, I didn't really know what it was. Right. I saw it laying on the counter one day, and I was like, what's this? She's like, oh, it's a book everybody's reading at work. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, I wonder what this is about. Let me thumb through it. And I'm like, all right, okay. And uh, But then she never read it. She's like, well, I just don't think it's appropriate to read. And so I took it, <laughs> took it back to work. So I was like, well, okay. I'd have been like, oh, shucks. Yeah. I guess I'll have to return those handcuffs <laughs> I bought right. you for your birthday. Well, Ali, I've just ordered all kind of stuff here. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, I appreciate it. So, anyway, the staff pieced it together that somebody was hiding the movies, and they got new copies of the missing titles, which cost the library approximately $100. $100? I would like to say you're spending way too yeah. much taxpayer money. <laughs> yes. You spent $100 on those films, okay? Yeah, right. You can pick them up down at the pawn shop for like five bucks, I bet. Yeah, I'd imagine you could probably find clips of the important parts on the internet That's for free. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, the missing movies have since been located, although Church didn't elaborate on where exactly they were hidden. Uh, we have a copy of each of them on Blu-ray and on DVD Ooh. because we found the missing ones. We have, and because we found the missing ones, we now have spare copies. So they're proud of these. Yeah. 50 well, have movies. they found the culprit? I don't the know. hero, if you're talking to us, Baptist, <laughs> who was hiding. It. Yeah. yeah. Says, uh, Church doesn't believe the disappearances were an accident. Someone had deliberately hidden them all, he said. Uh, those weren't the only missing movies that turned up. Jerusalem, a documentary about the Middle Eastern city, and Eyes Wide Shut, an erotic drama starring okay. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, were also found after apparently being concealed. Okay. I happened um, to watch that movie one time. I think I saw somewhere else that the uh, Star Wars prequels were hidden as well. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, two, and three. Yeah. I'd say eyes wide shut. That's an eye opener right there. If you never watched that one, yeah. I don't recommend it to anyone. But yeah, not a family friendly movie. Didn't know what I was getting into on that one. Says a uh, church said that the library is using the disappearances as a learning opportunity. We're trying to use this as a public education opportunity. He said. You're not going to agree with everything, but we need to satisfy all interest and taste. So, okay, I got to be honest. It doesn't. I find I find the whole situation that they they're missing these movies, and then they're going to go spend a hundred dollars and like make a big do out of it and put it in the paper that hey, we have these. Yeah, movies. If you want to come watch them? They're just trying to drum up some business. I know what's going on here. You know, yeah. they're like, "How can we get people into the library? Nobody's coming in the library. Tell them we got Fifty Shades. Everybody's loving that." You know. Yeah. Then you get mommies in there, and their kids are now getting books out, and you're making money. You know, I guess. And I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> well, been to, libraries don't make money, do they? I mean, I, I thought they were just they were publicly funded, right. weren't they? I don't know if the statute of limitations. I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but. I have an overdue book from the Fett County Library that's been overdue since 1994. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you guys are listening, this is all just satire. Uh, it's the complete works of Ralph Waldo Emerson. And uh, I uh, and it's sitting on my bookshelf at home. And so I've been like, I can't go back to a library because they might track me down. You know, of course, it's all joke. Once again, it's all joke. Just for entertainment purposes only. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on down in library land. Imagine know? how far you've set back an entire generation now of <laughs> kids from Fayette County who don't have access to that book. Can't read any Emerson anywhere, you know? <laughs> let me well, give what? you, let me give you a tip. When you have the overdue book, you uh, you go by when they're closed, dude, and you drop it in a little book and then you never go back. <laughs> well, I... Uh, I check the book out to read because I, I I don't read stuff like Fifty Shades of Grey. I like classic <laughs> authors, okay? Yes. Because uh, I'm a man of culture. <laughs> All right? And then I loaned it to my friend, Austin Carroll. Austin Carroll. I'll say his name again. Austin Carroll. All right? This <laughs> He's is, the real villain This here. is the culprit here. <laughs> um, Austin then um, moved away, went to school at Mississippi State. Austin and I were friends through Boy Scouts. He's from Tuscaloosa originally. Uh, we went to South Dakota together, hiked, did all this stuff. He took the book because he, too, is a man of culture. And then we just kind of <laughs> lost touch like people do. This is back before the Internet and all that. Yeah. And one day, not long after I got married, there was a knock at my apartment door. It was Austin with that book. <laughs> Told me it was a wedding gift. Gave it back to him. And that's the last time I've seen him in person. <laughs> and so now I had the book. And it was already overdue like five years at that time. So... 
So you're like, so you're like, what's five more? I, well, I'm just like, now it's mine. And when I see him again, or I find out where he is, I don't. He's not on Facebook. He's not on any social media. I don't know where he is. But when I find out where he is, I'm gonna take him that book and tell him it's his turn to have it again. And I just want to let him have it back, you know. Yeah. So then it's not in my possession. If there, hypothetically. <laughs> I had it for everybody down to Fett County Library. Well, I'll say that I, too, have a, a book story real quick. Okay. Now, I didn't steal a book from a library because I'm not a thief. I didn't steal but it. I did. I have, it's checked out, legally checked out. All right. I'll just say that. I didn't steal it. I, it is checked out. Okay. So, anyway, I... uh you know, there, there may be some people out there in the listening audience who aren't aware of this. C.S. Lewis, the guy who wrote, oh, yeah. he wrote Mere Christianity. He yeah. wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, Line of Witch Wardrobe. Super all that. popular, yeah. you know, kids' book series. Yeah. He wrote a space trilogy. Were you aware of this? I did, I did not know. He wrote a space trilogy that consisted of three books. The first one being, I think, Out of the Silent Planet. The second one being Philandria. And the third one being That Horrible Strength. Okay. Uh, my roommate had the C.S. Lewis Space Trilogy, and I borrowed Out of the Silent Planet, and I read it, and then I went and put it back, and I borrowed Philandria, and I read it, and I went and I put it back, and I got That Horrible Strength, and my roommate went on a mission trip, a two-year mission trip to the Middle East. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm never going to, you know, never going to get to finish this book. And uh, I think he even came to my door one time, and he was like, hey, Tiny, have you seen my book anywhere? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I saw it one time out in the living room. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't tell him I had it. He goes on his mission trip. I think I got a PS2 at that point. Yeah. So I, I put off reading it because he was in the Middle East anyway. Right. He comes back and he gets married. And then one day he like comes up for a visit and, uh, and I'm like, Hey, uh, I still got that. I found that book. You know, I, yeah. I guess I had it all this time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know what? I still haven't read that book. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Shame on me. Well, since we're just telling the stories here, uh, I I was banned from renting from Blockbuster <laughs> yeah. for an overdue WWE wrestling <laughs> video game. Um, and uh, I, I when they went out of business, I was still banned and owed them money. So I feel like I contributed to their bankruptcy. <laughs> well, you laugh last. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where we, as when I was in college, you know, I rented the game and I don't know what happened to it. Like mm -hmm. it disappeared. It fell into a void in that house, <laughs> into another dimension or somebody, cause that house was like, I mean, people were in and out of it at all times. And I don't know if somebody stole it. I don't know if it got knocked up under something, put down in a couch or whatever, but it was done. And like I was getting letters and phone calls from Blockbuster. Like we need our <laughs> WWE game yeah. back or you got to pay us $80. I remember it was like $80 mm -hmm. for it. And at that time I was like, nah, I don't have $80. So yes, <laughs> I just will never go back to Blockbuster. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what y'all going to do. Send it to collections over a WWE video game. <laughs> And I just, I waited them out and they closed down and I'm like, all right, I, look, who's got the last laugh here? You know? I was like, I win. That's right. So when the Fed County Public Library goes out of business, I'll do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, this is the last story I got. I know we, we're running a little long. I got talking a lot about some stories here. Uh, but just another example of the patriarchy that's keeping everybody down. Um, this is a study. <laughs> That shows parents pay more, pay boys more allowance than girls. Right. Um, the article begins, the gender pay gap isn't only present in large <laughs> corporations. It's also <laughs> present in the household among children. 
CBS News reported that an analysis of millions of transactions from 10,000 families on the allowance site Busy Kid, I was unaware there was an allowance site, <laughs> found that parents pay their sons more than twice as much allowance as they pay their daughters. On average, boys receive thirteen eighty per week in allowance. It seems steep to me. Don't <laughs> no. know. Hey, kids, kids, y'all don't, let's cut it <laughs> off right now. Nobody listen to this anymore. All right, let's turn it off as an order from dad. Uh, while girls receive just $6.71, CBS uh, additionally said parents pay their sons more in bonuses as well. well I didn't even know you could get a bonus on top of your <laughs> Kids, once again, shut this off. <laughs> Boys receive seventeen oh one on average in bonus money, while girls get fifteen fifty two. Um, it was shocking to see how much of a pay gap there was on our platform. Busy Kid Chief Executive Greg Merset told CBS, "I don't think this is intentional, but it's happening." Busy Kids allows parents to pay their children for completing assigned chores, which can range from doing homework. Like, that's a chore. That's goodness not a chore. Gracious. That's what you got to do. Yes. Goodness gracious. Okay. Well, I never got paid for doing my homework when I was in school. Me either. Maybe that's why I never did any exactly. homework. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the point right. is, I never got paid for it, and did you I never get, did it either. Did you get paid for good grades? No. I never got paid for good grades. I never got good I grades. I feel like that's why I didn't make good grades. <laughs> right. I don't pay my kids for good grades either. Um, emptying the dishwasher or taking care of the family pets. Every chore has a suggested pay rate ranging from $0.25 cents for cleaning the toilet to two dollars for folding and helping mom and dad put away the laundry. I'd pay a quarter for cleaning the toilet. Nothing is yeah, worth that. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't pay two dollars for folding and putting away the laundry. Though. That seems a little steep. Oh, I would. I, I, hate, I can't stand that. For real, laundry yeah. to me is so easy. It's like let's put it in one machine and wait. And let's put it in another <laughs> machine and wait, and then I got to do like fifteen minutes of work folding it and putting it away. That's a excruciating fifteen minutes, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst fifteen minutes. <laughs> Um, our platform is uh, gender agnostic, Merced told CBS. Where's well, you probably need a little Jesus in, in your life. I'll just say that right now. That God is real, okay? God is real. They've made two movies about it. Oh, good it. for you. You can say a big, long word. <laughs> but parents can decide which chores to assign to which kids, and they can change our suggested rate of pay if they want to. That's where the gender gap is coming in. So, once again... Males just dominating <laughs> females. And, yeah. you know, I mean, one okay, side I'm, of me says maybe maybe your daughters aren't as good at negotiating a salary <laughs> as your boys are. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that my allowance growing up was $3 a week. $3. Really? Right? I got $3 flat rate. And I went to my dad at the grocery store. I was in the cereal aisle. I remember I was so nervous because I was like, all my friends are getting allowance. I want to get an allowance. What, you know. Mm hmm and so I like pumped myself up and I went in and I was like, Hey dad, I feel like I need to get an allowance. Um, and he was like, well, what, what do you think a fair pay is? And I was like, $3. And he was like, okay, sold. Done. You know, done. <laughs> and your dad's like, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. And like years later, I was like, man, dad, you know, I only got $3 a week for allowance. <laughs> I only got $3 a week for allowance. And he said something like, I don't remember his exact quote. It was something like, well, I guess you're bad at negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes perfect sense. So, 
Somebody, you should have read uh, Donald Trump's Art of the Deal when yeah. you were a kid. <laughs> you could have right. got a better allowance. But we, our kid, but that was a flat rate I got for for really basically doing nothing. So well, I, I was about to say but, I don't get paid for doing right. anything. And I helped so. out around the house, you know, and you know, as a little bit, and then I got paid extra for like mowing the grass right. and all that. So. I was just fixing to say. Now I'm not a, you know, I'm not a scientist or math magician or whatever right. that who does this study uh, math magician <laughs> exactly. i love it <laughs> but uh i'm not a rocket surgeon yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but uh what chores are going on here because yeah. i feel like cutting the grass on a hot summer day is worth more allowance right than folding clothes as bad as folding clothes is right i'll gladly pay you the 275 or whatever right but you know it's Triple digits here yes. in Alabama in the summertime, and you're out there cutting grass. I feel like that's worth yeah, more pay money. A little more, right. And I haven't seen, you know, many, you know, daughters out there cutting the yard. Yeah, right. Not saying it don't happen. I'm sure there are. If you're listening to this and, and you're a girl and you, and you cut your grass, good for you. Yeah, more power to you. But it's not. I feel like it's not the norm. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. It's kind of a boy job. Right. At it least is. here in the south. Right. Yeah. Where the right. patriarchy is still <laughs> we're, still alive we're and just kicking. Beating down on people. <laughs> well, we hate women so much. We will go outside in hundred degree heat and push mow an acre and a half yeah. a yard, and then we eat it all. Yeah. So you just stay there in that air conditioning because you're a girl. <laughs> girl, do your little girly work. <laughs> yeah. In the air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I would imagine you would probably need to break this study down into like age groups too. Right. You know, because like, uh, like my daughter's the youngest in our family, so she's not going to be able to handle the same responsibilities Thomas is, which mm-hmm. will be thirteen. How old he? Sorry, buddy, <laughs> thirteen in like a week. You know, so he he does grass mowing mm-hmm. and things like that. So uh, he does a little bit more. Of course, he get paid a little bit more right. as opposed to Libby, who you know doesn't have the, the attention <laughs> honestly the attention span to handle too many chores you know so like she, her chore is to sing you a song and cheer you up uh, her chore is really like hey can we just be quiet for like 15 minutes i mean all you gotta do is just be quiet let's not do cartwheels <laughs> i was just gonna say don't turn any yeah. don't turn any cartwheels we're doing flips off the couch and all the stuff that you do <laughs> with baby girl i love her which during church today i, I apologize to jared at one point, she started mimicking everything I did. I don't know, because you were sitting, I don't know if you noticed it, but like if I would cross my legs, she would cross my legs. If I'd uncross it, she was uncross hers. If I put my hand up on my chin, she was doing it. And I got so tickled, like laughing at her. And then she was like imitating me, trying to like quiet laugh. But yeah. I couldn't handle it. You know, it was. <laughs> It was awesome. And I love my baby girl. I do. But she talks a lot. And everybody knows that who's ever been around her. And sometimes <laughs> you just need some peace of quiet as a parent. So, but yeah, she can't, back to what I was saying, she can't, she doesn't do the same chores that the boys do. So right. she, naturally she would make less money than them. Now that doesn't mean I love my boys more or not. Cause really Libby's number one to me. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that's and just, she's probably going to get anything she wants anyway. Yeah, for the most part, <laughs> she does. And the boys, like, the boys can't come to daddy and, and say, "Dad, can I have this?" Right? And, yes. You know, break your heart like she can. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Hudson tried. Hudson gets close. I, I got a soft spot for Hudson. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas has had it rougher than any other kid. <laughs> no. Thomas and I get along great, and uh, we probably have. As far as being able to talk to each other and all that, the the most advanced relationship. But you know, he's my first kid. I didn't know what I was doing, so I had to <laughs> I had to learn on him. Still am, you know. He's yeah. gonna be the first ten, teenager I had. So, 
things have been a little bit more difficult on him, so which I'd explain to him, and he seems to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, community news. Let's talk about our sponsor, Cajun Curl. Hope you guys are grilled out with Cajun Curl like I did over July 4th. Um, if you haven't visited their website, www.cajuncurl.com, um, you should check them out. You can order the spice there or their Cajun Curl chip cutter that they have so you can make your homemade chips. It's all right there on CajunCurl.com. If you didn't know, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. Um, If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, watermelon. I'm kidding. I don't know about watermelon. (laughs) But anything else you can think of putting it on. And their spiral potato cutter is amazing. If you've never made homemade... Spiral tater cutter? That's right. If you've never made homemade potato chips, this is a thing for you. You just stick a potato on it, give it a whirl, spits out perfectly cut potato chips, fry them up, put Cajun curl on it. It's amazing. Um, It's the perfect thing uh, to make your cookout or really just your life in general better. So check that out on their website there. Also on CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice uh, and the chip cutter, but you'll also find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate their nearest retailer, or you can order your own directly from them. If your local grocer doesn't carry the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice... Find a new grocer. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) find a new grocer, exactly. Or ask them to start stocking it. All of their products are made in the USA, so you not only do you have the have being able to enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you can also feel really patriotic while you're eating it. And it's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them off and check them out and use our promo code Oddity to get a zero percent discount. <laughs> We had we're going to start things off this week. We had a uh, email from a listener. You know what? I, I'm not sure if she wanted to be anonymous or not. So we're just going to say L. Yeah, okay, out there, L. Thank you so much. Uh, she writes the show. Hi, love your show. I'm catching up on old episodes and heard you asking for Bigfoot stories. All right. Quick recap: If you're new to the show, back when we right. you know we'd been around for you know five or six episodes, and we were like, hey, let's. Let's, you know, put it out for Bigfoot stories yes. and, and collect a bunch of Bigfoot stories and then do a special bonus episode because uh, I don't want to speak for John, but you are a Bigfoot believer. I am. I believe in Bigfoot. And I am a Bigfoot hopeful. Skeptic. <laughs> Open, open-minded yeah. skeptic. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, and we got zero stories Yeah. <laughs> until now. All right. <laughs> so it's been a long time coming. That's right. Here we go. I have not seen one, but I may have heard one. Okay. I'm not really a believer in the phenomenon, uh. but this made me think something is up. I live in northern Canada, and on a wintry day, I had just gotten back to my car after a ski when I heard a loud, eerie, siren-like sound, sort of a cross between a train whistle and a siren. Hmm. This place where I was skiing was a 100 miles from any towns, and there are no train tracks up here. About a year after I heard that sound, I listened to Canary Cry Radio podcast. Uh, just for, so y'all know, that's another podcast yeah. on the Fringe Radio Network. Right. Shout out to them. Shout out to Canary Cry Radio. Yeah. 
where uh, Basil and Gons interviewed a man that has been following and documenting the Bigfoot stories. They played a clip of the sound he had captured that he claimed was a Bigfoot sound. It sounded just like what I had heard. It was weird, that's all I know, and I got in my car as quick as I could. It's kind of a boring story, but I really don't want anything... What's that? I think that's thunder. Is that Bigfoot? That's maybe Bigfoot, yeah. It was weird, that's all I know, and I got in my car as quick as I could. It's kind of a boring story, but I really don't want anything more exciting going on. Thanks for reading this, and thanks for your show. It really makes me laugh. Canadian listener, L. Wow. Well, I wrote her back, and I was like, well, hey, I'd kind of like to go check that out. And she told me it was episode uh, 88, I believe. Mm -hmm. Let me double check that while while I got this going on. It's raining outside. It is raining outside. Funny, right, when we talk about Bigfoot, (laughs) it starts raining. Episode 88, this was uh, March 31st, 2015. Mm-hmm. If you're out there listening, you want to go look it up for yourself. Uh, and then the, the call, is, it's, actually, it's, it's actually him doing the call, but it's about 20 minutes uh, left uh, in, in the podcast to go. And I went and pulled it, and here it is for all of us to listen to. If you don't mind, can I give you my version yeah, of the male Sasquatch for, since we're measuring vocals? <laughs> so it would go like this. It would go... And so it's like a a, a air raid siren. (laughs) That's it. And that's what it's been uh, likened to the air raid siren. And it's a male now. And I've heard this in the upstate of South Carolina in the distance. You'll hear it. And then further off, you'll hear a response. And then sometimes you'll hear the. Very. Yeah, it's very primate sounding. It really, really is. Um, So which is why most people think it's some sort of an ancient type. Wow. Ancient ape is what he he says there. Let's say that's an interesting call. That's not what I imagined it in my mind. That person, that sounds to me like Bigfoot stumped his toe. Yeah, right. Yeah, or Bigfoot's got a kidney stone, you know, something like that. But yeah, okay. (laughs) The reverb on it's amazing, you know. Bigfoot's got a reverb box. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, uh, I tell you what, if I was out in the woods and I heard that, it would it would freak me out, too. Yeah. Well, I'll just say, L, I, I'm 100% certain you heard Bigfoot. <laughs> in my scientific opinion, yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. And you're one of the lucky ones because I haven't ever encountered Bigfoot in any way. I just know he's out there. So um, I'm going to say that what you heard was Bigfoot um, stepping on his kid's Legos. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know we got a review in this week we did did you see that one uh I, well i saw one is yeah. it the same one it's, did we only get one it's it's the uh, did you read it yeah it's it's pretty lengthy and okay. very in-depth so uh <laughs> right. this comes from craig c brown yeah um the uh, title of the review is lovely and i'm going to get into the body here um like I said, it's pretty in-depth. It says uh, five-plus show, period. <laughs> so, correct. Thank That's you very it. much. That's it. I uh, appreciate your feedback and rating us. So, so, you know. Okay, we said last week we were going to give away a $10 right. gift card to the most fringe review. Right. I'm going to say disqualified. Okay. I don't. I don't mean to sound ungrateful All right. for the review that you left us. That you didn't even put enough effort as you put in your normal Look, Craig, Facebook I'm fighting for post. you, buddy. Don't go back and change your review. I'm fighting for you, man. All right? 
We didn't. We didn't put a word count on it. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we were looking for. I mean, in my mind, we were looking for a little more in depth. <laughs> it was five stars. And yes. That's. And I, I guess that's what counts. Yeah. Right. But uh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to pay you ten dollars for that. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay, that would be. Let's see his review. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that would be uh, seven characters in his review. That would seven be keystrokes. That would be a little over a dollar. Then he, and then he you know, like a dollar thirty or then something. He, and then he had to click some it. That's right. Yeah, yes. I know we're asking for a lot here, but <laughs> I was hoping you would at least put as much effort into our review as you put into your, you know. Uh, 280 character tweet. Yeah. Whatever you, you send out every right. day. So, yeah. But anyways, um, Craig, thank you for the review. And I, I don't know why Tiny's being so difficult. <laughs> uh, it's really disappointing to me that he's, you put time and effort into that that you didn't have to do. Um, we'll say, I guess the $10 is still out there and available. We're going to roll it into next week and to sweeten the pot, I'm going to put in a, uh, a Ziploc apocalypse baggie of uh, beef stew. Okay, I'm gonna add that on. All there. right, all so, right. Hey, that's some all, Alex Jones stuff, right? We there. all know the end of times is coming. That's right. You're gonna be hungry. You better be ready. You may be turning your nose up at this ten uh, year old uh, apocalypse chili now, but you won't yeah, then. Yeah. So, um, I will say, uh, Craig, you can always go back and edit your yes. review, and you know. Make it a little more to Tiny's liking. Um, yes. If you want to try that, you know, uh, that's always something you can do. I would say if you don't feel like um, doing anything more, let's not change those stars down. Let's not bring us down any. Um, that's that's just not something that, that is recommended. I think your phone will probably break if you do that. It's for what I've researched. So, you know, once you submit a five star, it's got to stay a five star, but you can change the wording on the bottom part. And we have it. friends in Anonymous, and there's no Tell them what they'll do. To you. <laughs> That's right. So behave. Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but I don't know why Tiny's being so difficult. <laughs> I really don't. So, but thank you for at least thinking of us, Craig. <laughs> and for everybody else out there who didn't give us a review, shame on you. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to call you out personally, but shame on you. John's going to say, "Be like Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Craig. Just a little more in depth." <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Oh mercy. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, CastBox, Overcast, Acast, YouTube, Podcast Republic. Wow. We thank you so much for listening. We're available everywhere. We are. Review us. Leave everywhere. us an iTunes review. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I guess if all you can do is just a nice show, five stars, <laughs> I guess we'll take it. That's but, right. Uh, we're just not going to give you ten dollars for it. He said lovely. <laughs> he did say lovely. Yeah, right. So you can uh, tweet. Maybe he's talking about the way we look. <laughs> Probably. You can email the show. We are uh, Earth Oddity at planetmail.net. Yep. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. You can follow us on Instagram uh, underscore Earth Oddity. Same handle. That's right. Check and, out uh, the Facebook group Earth Oddity Podcast. Yeah. Interact with us there. Get in on that Kim Jong Un mixtape. You know that we're going to put together. You want to do that. Yeah, and if you see us posting something and uh, you want to be a little naughty, hit that naughty share button. Nobody's looking. Yeah. No one's going to judge you. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Hit it. Naughty share button. You have a nice week. Bye-bye. Hey, the show's over. Why are you still with me?